Greetings, salutations, and a lot of time on sophomore debates and game changers. This is Miss Kinkin. I hope you're doing good and feeling great. And I hope this message brings out the best in you. Alright. Have you guys ever felt like you were expecting things from others? You know, like they were going to correct themselves. <laughs> like they weren't going to understand what they, that they did to you was wrong. You know, dealing with greedy people, dealing with selfish people, whatever. You know, the problems. And you felt like you were entitled to this. Do all the stuff that you've done for people. Alright, so. Excuse me guys for that. But today's topic is called Spiritual Defrost. Spiritual defrost, meaning sometimes we'll go through life and we'll harden our heart like stone, like a block of ice, because we were tired of sprinkling good good words and kind words and encouragement and nobody seemed to do it for you. You went out on the limb and you helped people and they didn't return the favor. You. You gave people money you didn't have. You gave people time you had limited, uh, limited supply of. You gave people food even though you knew that was your last. You've, you've done a lot of sacrificing, but nobody's turned around and did it for you. And that's what today's segment's about. First stop, it's about closure. Um, if you guys read my book, Love Versus Evil, Love Spelled Backwards, um, I wrote a, a poem to my biological mother, and it was really a letter about what I felt about her. I never met her, and I wanted closure. Um, and sometimes we never get it. And sometimes God will help us get that closure from other people. I wanted to know why did she give me up. I wanted to know why did she leave me. Why did she have other kids and they, why didn't she lose those kids and why did, I was the only one in the system? You know, I had a lot of um, regret and a lot of uh, hatred towards my mom. And sometimes you can lose yourself thinking that it's going to work out, but then you lose yourself in the end because those people are sleeping at night. Those people are have going and living their life. Now, I had many stories that I had about my mom. Some say she was looking for me, and some, you know, say she, she, you know, just got too sick. And so, at the end of the day, I felt like I got the closure I needed. But at the end of the day, too, I lost myself with that closure. Because it wasn't the closure that I expected. And sometimes, you can have an expectation. That's number two. You can have an expectation. Well, that's number three, really. Um... And um, I had an expectation about what I wanted her to say, how I wanted her to come and get me, how I wanted her to fix everything. And that comes to number two, apologizing. I wanted my biological mom to po apologize for leaving me and, and giving me up so easily. But at the end of the day, would have that apology have made me better? Of course, it's a start. 
But deep down inside, I wanted her to hurt as much as I wanted to hurt. I wanted her to feel neglected. I wanted her to feel abandoned. I wanted her to know that I was in pain, you know? And sometimes we have to seek healing before we can get that closure. Sometimes we'll be so blind by rage that we won't even get to see the person who's being remorseful, somebody who's being sympathetic to what we've been through, our testimony of trial and error, you know, and experiences. And my friends, I didn't get that. I got that apology, actually. My mom, um, she, she apologized on her deathbed. She mustered enough strength to tell me while she was gasping for air that she was sorry that she gave up gave me up for adoption she she said she knew nothing else because she didn't have the means to take care of me and she told me also she gave me great explanation that she lost me in the system but she fought back with the resources that she had she got her job she just got out she was in jail um, and she got out of uh, jail and she kept to come find me and she worked and she was in a re rehabilitation uh, Center and they gave her a program where she got back on and she actually became a manager at Burger King and You know and people were like oh, that's Burger King, you know what to do But see how many moms, you know who are cracked out or you know who are heroin addicts or drinking would give themselves a job and then become a, a manager within two years she was quite an achievement if you ask me and um, she got out of there stopped selling drugs and she explained to me that uh, excuse me <clears throat> she explained to me that she had intentions of giving me back but then out of nowhere cancer came okay and at, when cancer came it was lung cancer and she went on to say she stopped and she thought maybe somebody else would take me and I had understanding that's number four I had understanding because I was like what, what else can she do she just got out of jail you know and she's trying to get her life together and she's you know and now she's pregnant with my brother and she's so skinny that she has to wear four pairs of clothes just to hide the sickness. Nobody knew she was sick. It was a modern day Chad um, Boswick. It was a, it was a modern day um, Chad situation. Chadwick. Um, nobody knew they were sick. She was sick. And um, she was pregnant with my younger brother. And... Um, I had understanding at that point. Because I was just like, wow, if you look at her pictures... She just looks like she's fit as fiddle, but um, I guess secretly, number five, I wanted validation to say, hey, I was approved by you, or I wanted to be accepted. And later on, I actually found my, well, they found me on MySpace, you know, that was around 2008, late, late 2008, going on 2009, when Facebook was starting to, like, be more popular. And, um... My biological family found me on MySpace, and um, I was secretly looking for validation from them. I wanted them to tell me that I was accepted. I was their little sister. I was the one that the person they've been looking for, and all this stuff like that. But then, as you know, 
the curtain slowly got pulled back um, from me um, and, and the rug as well, I realized it was all facade. They wanted to look like they did a job for my mom and they succeeded because as soon as they asked me to stay with them and get to know them, I thought this was a dream come true, one of my dreams, they changed. And then my belief system crumbled, which is number four. And I didn't laugh anymore. I didn't want to, I didn't want love to do, I didn't want nothing to do with love. I didn't, I just wanted to die in a sense. And I didn't believe in anything because I thought to myself, if this is what I've been searching, because I was literally looking since I found out, was, since I was nine, I was adopted. I was looking for them every time I had money or whatever. Um, when I got older, I just tried to find them. And they found me, praise God. And I've let people uh, jeopardize all these six aspects. You know? And sometimes God will allow you to, to allow people to leave your life without closure. Because he wants, it, it, it was bigger for you than it was for them. Sometimes he will allow you. Well, he will take, he will harden people's hearts from apologizing or expl, explana, um, explaining, I'm getting soft today, from explaining how they did you. You know, I've had family members and friends and I didn't understand how they just left me. But then God was just saying, you know, I hardened their heart because they weren't good for you. You know, they, they didn't want to explain. And sometimes the explanation is not what you, you want. Because I've had people come in my life and they were like, hey, you know, it's your fault. And I was just like, it's my fault. And then I felt like attacked. And I not only lied about, because knowing they were the ones who did all the damage, it's funny how you can do a lot of stuff for people and they'll turn around and say, hey, you did everything. You're the reason that this relationship, you didn't call. It's a two-way street. Things like that, you know. <laughs> and then you go around and you be like, well, uh, you know, and then that's the bait of Satan because they'll try to suck you. It's called drama bait. They'll try to suck you in. Y'all check that out. It's on the podcast, I think. Um, let me check it out. But drama bait is when the devil will use certain people to get under your skin. They'll say certain things about you, your past, your present, your future, or just de key details that you never told anybody, you know, about your mistakes, your flaws, and all. And then you will lose the understanding of peace. You will lose the understanding of joy. You will lose the understanding of why it had to happen. You see what I'm saying? And God sometimes uses that that not um, that block, if you will, from the apologies and explanations and understanding from to to shield you, to protect you. You see what I'm saying? So you can land on the right ground, the good ground. And he can plant you on good soil. Because if you look back at it, I'm actually happy that things happened the same way. Because if I would have gave my Lord to these people, they would have left me in higher and drier areas. You see what I'm saying? Um, I'm glad those friendships didn't work out because they weren't friends. They were frenemies. They were just, you know, wolves in sheep clothing. They were using me to what I had. They were using me to go where I was going. And what person wants to compete with people, you know? Um, I had a, a siblings that were trying to compete with me. They would even say things like my mom or my father, you know, and it got to a point I was just like, wow, this person is desperate 
for companionship. This person is desperate for love. And I start realizing, you know, it's both of our parents. It's both of our moms, you know, or stepdad, or it's just both of our stepdads or whatever. But at the end of the day, you have to understand why God loved you enough to pull you back from the furnace. He pulled you back from that fire. He pulled you back from that flood. He pulled you back from it. It was a, it was a disaster waiting to happen. And some of us already hit the, a disaster peak, but we didn't fall in. You get what I'm saying here? God gave us a way of escape. Even if it didn't feel like one then, it was a way of escape. And God doesn't want us to pay attention to the shallow ways of the world. Because he wants us to find our whole self. And not let anybody steal who we are, who he made us to be. You know, have more self-control. And have more honesty. And, 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 and. And realize when we had, when we were young, we had a sense of of good and, and knowledge, and we have sense of taking advice to a certain extent. But when we let foolish people give us wisdom, which is not possible, then we we store up foolishness, and and then we get what we don't deserve. You know what I'm saying? And we want to be pleasing to God. We want to to walk in wisdom. We want to. We want to be able to have more self-respect. And I know this is a long segment, but God doesn't want you to ignore the wrong that's happened in your life. He didn't say you have to go in there. You can forgive them without inviting them back into your life. He just wants you to stay away from that. It brings down your health, brings down your whole being. And th- people who let your, 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 who, your thoughts run rampant and don't bring about a brighter and better future. All right? All right, y'all. <laughs> Stay tuned for maybe I'm chipping. Peace. All right, all right. It's time for maybe I'm chipping. Maybe I'm chipping. <laughs> but our, our pets smarter than they, they they play to be you know they play to be stupid but I have a Jack West Terrier you know and they say they were supposed to be like the, one of the smartest dogs up there uh, under the border collie and uh, I'm starting to think that because the dog has some revengeful tactics it's more of an instant gratification type thing you know for a dog to know what that is it's kind of trippy sometimes you know um the dog knows me too much to the fact that he knows that, you know, I'm a foodie. So if I go to the, if I go in the kitchen, he already knows it's about time to eat or something. Even if I don't go to get something to eat, he's like, hey, what you about to do? You know? So he knows me well. And it's like, dang, you know me more than I know myself. Trippy, right? The main thing that I wanted to bring out is that I had the dog outside. And I say, hey, do your thing. That's what I say, because I don't like saying, go potty. That sounds so babyish and uh, yuck. I don't like baby talk with dogs or people. It's just weird, you know? Um, so I was like, do your thing. And dog goes and does, you know, pees. But then I want him to go boo-boo. But I wear him out there. So I'm doing, when he's going out there, I leave the door open so I can go check on my four-year-old. And what's crazy when I come back, since I told him to, to, to stop touching stuff earlier, he retaliates by going digging up my pots. And not only did he dig up, this is how you know it was strategic. He dug them up and brought them and laid them on the uh, the deck. So 
So I can see he dug him up. Do you see what I'm saying here? The dog got put away instantly. Of course, I sprayed him with water, you know, the water bottle. And then I put him in there. And it's like, people always say, oh, don't you put your dog in the cage because it's a seed punishment. Now, look, my dog knows his, 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 his cage as being his den and if I, I call it the box, meaning, you know, like the hole in jail. So he knows whatever I refer it to, that's what it's going to be. So, anyway, I don't agree with that method. But all I'm saying is, the dog knows what he's doing. And if I tell the dog not to touch something, if I put a barrier so we can't go and tell him no, the dog puts a carefully strategic number two where you can step on it. Now, if you don't think the dog is smart, and now they know. Especially when I say, hey, um, I have a trick. I say, where's Donovan? Or where's Alana? Or where's Mommy? Well, I say, where's me? You know, he, he knows me as me. Well, I say, where's Kendra? You know. And um, the dog will point where the person is, right? Sometimes the dog will point at Donovan real quick and be like, give me the treat. And then he'll demand a treat. They know what they're doing. I'm telling you, these dogs or these cats are smarter than they think. You know, your cat peed on your, your, um, your counter. He knew. Come on now. They got feelings just like everybody else. And they got revenge, full t- uh, nature, just like everybody else. Just saying. If, if a lion can cuddle with a lamb, and y'all seen it on Natural Geographic, it wasn't a lamb, it was a gazelle. Or a hippo can defend an uh, uh, um, impala from an alligator. You don't think that people, they have a nature of good nature and a bad nature? I'm just saying here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> uh, call in with your voice messages, anchor M, anchor.fm, or download the app. All right, let me know if your pet has a personality, good or bad. All right, y'all, stay home for level head love. Peace. Yay! Father God in heaven, thank you so much for being with us, Father God. Thank you so much for allowing us this grace uh, to be have breath in our lungs, to, to be able to move around, Father God, to have every limb working, Father God. Thank you so much for the supplies and resources you have given us, Father, through this dem- pandemic. And thank you so much for not ignoring us and to allowing the best years of our lives to be ahead of us and still to to be headed towards better days, Father God. I, I want to say thank you so much for hearing us. Thank you so much for seeing everything that happens and allowing us to be loved by you, Father God. Um, Father God, please protect our minds, protect our bodies, protect our hearts, Father God, especially our souls from the enemy as, as the spiritual attacks have been increasing um father god i want to ask that you not take your spirit from us father god and and we can walk according to you father god thank you for your understanding we ask for a better understanding and in the thoughts that that you hear from in our heads and 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 our prayers father god um please restore our joy when we have none please restore um please wipe away our tears when we have some and please allow us to not only smile outside, but inside, Father God. For we know you can give us peace that surpasses all understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.
All right, it's time to ease our minds and unwind. With the Holy Spirit of divine and grace, take its place in a worry-free zone of harmonic and tone to relax and let healing and love speak to us. All right, y'all, enjoy. Where do I begin? Where do I begin? It's time to come to a closing in, my friends. We're talking about spiritual defrosting today. This is Miss King King on Level Radio. When I think about spiritual defrosting, I think about my heart hardening. You know, where I just want revenge and grudge. And, you know, you just want to go in there and kind of get in, get in your flesh a little bit. You know what I'm saying? When you think about stuff like you just, you're looking at the person and they talking, but you just have some ungodly thoughts, you know, or you want to cuss them out or just, you know, slap them, slap them to sleep. You know what I'm saying? And, and God is getting you to understand, my friend, <laughs> that he says, vengeance is mine, says it the Lord. Okay. He says, be slow to speak, quick to listen and slow to wrath. He means you need to have more self-control than the person that's trying to take you out of your control. You get what I'm saying? You you need to have more self-discipline in yourself and to let the devil take you out of your peace. To let the devil make you make you and into another person that you can't even recognize anymore. You can't even reel yourself back in. You can't even snatch yourself back. Okay? Sometimes this will be a test for you to to, to love the difficult to love. But the devil is out to steal, kill, and destroy. So he takes somebody out of out of nowhere, whether it be your Uber, which that happens to us a lot, whether it be that cashier at Walmart, whether it be your family member that can't be quiet, whether it be somebody who's just trying to take your faith away, who's trying to take your smile away. It's just a testament of faith. And testament is close to testimony. It is all about a story that God wants you to tell, but then the devil says, nah, I want you to go to hell. I want you to be in bitterness. I want you to be and have a grudge. I want you to still be defeated. I still want you to look, have an attitude. I still don't want you to change. They will come after your, your character. They will come after, you know, your reputation. They will come after everything just to not keep you going. And that's what God wants you to do. Keep going. Keep putting your best foot forward. Don't give in. You must keep breathing. You must speak life and not death. You must, even though people try to kill your dreams, you need to daydream, okay? You need to, you have dreams regardless. If you need to, to dream, just to dream and talk to people about it or just keep it to yourself and keep a journal, just don't stop dreaming. Don't stop doing. Don't stop being. Just keep doing what you need to do. That means you have to have more faith than fear. That means you have to have more worship than worry. That means that you have to have more certainty than stress god wants you to level it out and he wants you to put your head your best foot forward and just walk i don't say lean with it i just mean walk with it walk in it walk in faith walk in trust walk in joy walk in happiness and know that god is with you because it's a must and if you god is not going to bless somebody who's in bitterness it's not possible he's never have done it okay he wants you to walk in somebody who's humble who walks in integrity who has meekness 
Even if you're in your weakness, God will still bless you. It's just the fact that if you trust him, trust is faith. It's a location that's on you that makes God say, hey, man, that's my Wi-Fi, my prayer radar. And that's what you have to pray more when you get slayed more. You get what I'm saying here? So God wants you to, 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 to just look at the people and see them as a soul sometimes. He wants you to see them as hurting. He wants you to see them as as, as as in pain. He wants you to see them even if you can't see them sometimes, you need to see you then. Because sometimes you're too blind by the rage. You don't want to see the center stage. You don't want to see what's really happening. Okay? You just you you kind of quit on them. You don't want to talk to them. You don't want to be by you don't even want them to breathe at times. Okay? And I've been there. But see God um, when you're dealing with backbiting in particular, you know, you don't want people to, to, to go on living and, and see that they're, they're, you feel like you're unjustified and you, you don't, you want to get them now. You, you want like, I want it now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need cash now type commercial. You know what I'm saying? You just want it now and you don't want anything to stop that. And I get that. But at the end of the day, I've seen God get people back so good. I had to be like, whoa, God, okay, I don't even wish that on my enemies, okay? I know, you know what I'm saying? I, I get that they, they did me wrong, okay? I get that they stole my money, but uh, I, I, Lord have mercy. That's what you end up having to say. And that's something, because God has a heavy hand. That's what I said. You don't want God to take care of that. And that's something, you know, God says, Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and, and just touch my, my anointings, okay? If God, you see what God did for the Israelites, okay? You see what God did for the Israelites. Have you, okay, I don't know if you even know about the story with Elisha. Elisha with S-H, okay? Elijah was, was walking, right? And I, I forget the scene, but he was, I think it was in a mountain area. And these kids, these young, these young cats, mind you, how disrespectful kids are now all right how disrespectful they are they like to just to say whatever that's on their mind they think that's supposed to be real but it's disrespectful you know um even a pimp have more respect for some people even his grandma or something come on now i'm not saying all of them some of them crazy but anyway <laughs> um so the kids was making fun of his bald head. They was making fun of him. They was just, they thought they was doing something, you know, all this disrespect. And Elijah turned them and he cursed them. And then, you know what's crazy? Later on, they got mauled by a bear. They died. They got killed. You know what I'm saying? And some stuff, some repercussions, see people, people can't come back and you're going to have to pray and say, God. Uh, please help. No, don't don't let them die. Don't let you know what I'm saying. And sometimes God don't play that, man. And you got to you got to understand. Some stuff is gonna be a test of how how big of a person you are. He like, can you get off your high horse? I don't I don't want to be a high. I, I want to be low. I want to be low as a snake under a wagon train. I don't want to do the right thing. You like, okay, I get that. But let me tell you this: do unto others as they do unto you. Okay, so. If you are going to be, meet them at their level, you don't think you're going to wreak no karma too? I'd rather just God just do what he does and I just steal and get back. And I'm not saying, you know, that you just pray and say, God, I, 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 
I need to go to you first because you tried the retaliation. You're going to catch a case. You're going to be like, God, why? Help me, please. And you're going to be the same guy that you're not calling now. And you're going to call later. So I'd rather call him now and then later. Because later, it might not be a good time to call him. You know what I'm saying? It might be too late. I'd rather you... I'd rather catch God before I catch a case. You see what I'm saying? I'd rather catch God before I, uh, something else happens. Something escalates. Because there's been times where I told God, I said, now nah, I got this. And God let me get And what? I end up in jail. Okay? I end up in the fight. I end up, you know, homeless. It's just been times where it was my fault. I became the difficult to love. I became the one who was a walking grudge. I became that. And I talk about this all in my book. I was angry. I was bitter. I was all this. I was somebody untrustworthy. I was that thief. And it, 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 I was doing that heart to other people. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the time, end of the day, I realized I hurt a lot of people. I realized I could have been pushing them away from God. I realized I could have been the one who was, who was causing the pain. You know what I'm saying? And I was playing victim. And at the end of the day, I also had a vice versa, you know, situations where my people, my family was blaming me as black sheep and I was hurt and I had grudges. I didn't want, I was like, hey, you know, forget family, forget friends, forget everything, you know. And, and then, then I realized when I got on my own at 16, I started noticing that uh, people actually went through worse than me. And I'm, I know that sounds cliche, but... I met people who were, were telling me stuff about their testimony and I was making, I was complaining about me, but God will humble you quick. God will humble you quick and he'll show you that, hey man, you're not defeated. You know, this is just a test. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying it don't hurt, man. You know, even when you get burned, you know, it hurts. But what do you do? You eventually mend to that wound and you heal. You don't sit there and keep burning yourself and that's all you're going to do with a grudge. Because it's killing you slowly, even if you don't want to. Even if you don't want to realize that. And all I'm saying is, I'd rather be on top, you know, at my best. Because God, is, that's where God's going to bless you. And, I, and your faith is just a, a location device of God. I don't know what to do on this one. Because you can tell God, God, I just want to rip her head off, bro. I just, I just, I just want to knock it off one time. And you just be, you know, you get real ranchy with it, but you just like, hey, man, you know, ratchy with it. And you just like, God, I, I don't know what to do. You know, I, I, you know me. And this right here, it, the, the girl, she she talking reckless. Or the dude, you know, he, he tried me. Or dude, this is. And sometimes I've noticed that my humor, that's why I'm thankful that God gave me a sense of humor, you know. Amen. That I can, um, I can handle it differently. You know, when people talk about you differently now, it's just like, oh, well, that's all you got? <laughs> They'll go there, though. They'll go there, though. Um, and it it, it 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 helps you develop tough skin. Got to snap my brain back into. It helps you develop tough skin. Because I've had people talk about little things, like my my weight, my, my face, you know, my head shape, whatever. And I, I used to hold a little grudges about that. But then I got older, I started saying, hey, man, you know, okay, I'm fat. Yeah, okay. But you know what? I still get, I still pull dudes. That's how I was, I still get them. Okay, thank ya. <laughs> Stop hating. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, egg, but everybody needs their breakfast. Amen. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so you just kind of, just kind of, 
know, you beat the devil to the punch. I ain't taking that. I'm, I'm not with no drama today. Oh, okay. You want to talk about people's breath. Okay, well, unless you have a Listerine or some gum, you know, I, that's never happened to me, thank the Lord. But, you know, oh, you want to talk about, and I used to even, God didn't even have to, um, let me tell you this. God is so smooth, man. Jesus is so smooth. One time, this girl stole my clothes, right? And my natural reaction was going to her stuff and steal my stuff back and steal some of hers too, right? And whatever happens, we duke it out, whatever it is, what it is. But God, um, he humbled me that day. And I saw her, you know, girl was bold enough to wear my clothes in front of me. And I thought to myself, wow, this chick is tripping, right? And she sat next to me like she wanted me to do something. I thought to myself, okay. So God told me to be quiet. And he told me to listen to what he said. And I said it calm as rationally. God was, I sat next to her and I was just like, man. I said, wow, that's a nice shirt we have on. She's like, oh, thank you. Knowing it's mine, right? And I said, and God was telling me to tell her, you know what's crazy though? I had this experience where, you know, people be stealing people's clothes, you know? And what's crazy is they don't know what people have. People could have disease, of uh, uh, flesh-eating bacteria, you know, herpes, all type of stuff. And if you steal it, you can be getting something. Like, you know how nasty you got to be to steal somebody's clothes? Like, ugh, dirty and foul and disgusting. And I just kept going. I don't even know where it came from, but it was flowing, man, like honey. And you know what's crazy? I could see her feel icky and ugly and ugh. She just felt like she was... Somebody dubbed boo-boo water all over her, bro. She was just feeling like, ugh. <laughs> and what's crazy is God showed me then that some, your words are more powerful than you think. You don't have to always put your fist up. You don't always have to ball it up. And sometimes your mouth, you know, your mouth can be more powerful. And that's why, that's why even, even the devil tried to, um, I'm saying, he's not stupid enough to duke it out with Jesus. So what did he do? He tried to. You're battling with wits, and then he tried to use the same. Jesus used the Bible, and then the devil tried to use the Bible with him. What the odds? And then Jesus used the same Bible to to, to to chump him off, and he just kept trying. And then eventually the devil was like, "I can't mess with this guy." So that's where you got to be at to the point spiritual rock. That's where God's trying to call you, my friends. Defrost that heart and get back on the right and start to the back of the start, so you can run the race and endure to the end. All right, my my friends. God loves you. I love you. And remember from God, <laughs> remember, God loves you. And we meet, we meet you halfway. All right. These, these uh, episodes has been brought to you by my book, Love vs. Evil, Love Spelled Backwards. Uh, if you can't find me on Amazon.com, look up Kendra L. Baker, and I'll be there. All right, y'all. Peace.